Bark Hopping Podcast number 37. Celebrating 10 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is... Another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 37, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that anyone can have their own podcast. Before we get started, everyone go to www.anothercrappypodcast.com and put your spot in on the frapper map there. Go ahead and do it. Every time you do that, it makes me feel really good because I know I have at least 37 people listening to me now. All right. Well, previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, we had some April foolery with a bogus episode giving out all kinds of details about the upcoming Pirates of the Caribbean attraction update. And before that silliness, we hopped up to New York City to learn a bit about the Hercules Electrical Parade. That's when the Disneyland Classic made a strange appearance in the Big Apple to promote the opening of, what else? Hercules! Now, does anyone else think that there's a downside to being associated with the title Hercules in New York? For those who don't know, just search the Internet Movie Database sometime and read up on this classic movie of the same title that helped launch the career of one famous action hero. He'll be back. Uh, But I digress. Today on the Park Hopping Podcast, we're going to hop back over to Epcot and take a look at another pavilion that has seen many changes over the years. The Land. When Epcot opened in 1982, this was one of the original pavilions in Future World. It was sponsored by Kraft and had a fun food theme. In later years, it would be sponsored by Nestle's and have a fun chocolate theme. There was an original boat ride called Listen to the Land, which had an unforgettable theme song called Listen to the Land. It operated from 1982 to 1993 when it was changed to become Living with the Land, and I still miss the original theme song. By the way, the next time you're there in line, notice some of the writings on the walls of Living with the Land, and there's uh, letters or whatever that kids around America have sent in. And there's one from Des Moines, Iowa. So somewhere here in the town that I live at, somewhere in Des Moines, there's a kid who wrote something to Disney, and now it's up on the wall for millions of park guests to see every year, which is kind of neat. Unless, of course, Disney just made that up. You know, they have a tendency to make stuff up at these, uh, you know, Magic Kingdom Disney theme park places. Okay, where was I? Oh, yes, um, there was also a movie presentation called Symbiosis, which was sort of a look at Earth's ecosystem and how all things fit together. Now, that went away in 1995, I think, and it was replaced by a new film called Circle of Life, which featured, strangely enough, characters from The Lion King. Um, The last original attraction for the land was an animatronic show called Kitchen Cabaret, which featured the unforgettable song Veggie Veggie Fruit Fruit, a true Disney classic. Now, Kitchen Cabaret received a facelift in 1994 and reopened in an updated format as Food Rocks, where some of the original characters, but mostly new ones, did rock and roll songs with new words all about nutrition and stuff like that. It featured characters like Chubby Cheddar, food rapper, who was voiced by Tone Loke, and, of course, the Peach Boys. Now, as fun as it was, Food Rocks closed in 2004 so that Epcot could get a version of Disney's California Adventures hit attraction soaring over California. Now, in what is probably a hint of future plans to have a new, less California-centric ride film, the Epcot version of this simulator attraction is known simply as Soarin', And Patrick Warburton's pre-show video has a few minor edits to remove the over-California part. 
So once again, a Disney theme park loses more animatronics as yet another attraction is replaced. The whole animatronic adventure-type ride is a keystone of the Disney theme park empire, and Epcot has taken a big hit over the years in this area. World of Motion sent all of its characters packing when it became Test Track, with only a few lucky robot performers able to get reassigned to gigs at Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean, as long as they were okay with the new dress code. The classic Horizons attraction sent its family of space, sea, and desert dwellers to the unemployment line in 1999 when it was replaced by Mission Space, which opened in 2003 with no animatronics. The Dreamfinder and Figment characters received walking papers in 1998, when their journey into imagination became a journey into your imagination, with the little purple dragon lucky enough to make some cameo appearances in the pre-show with Eric Idle. He was also able to get a little bit of voice work in the actual ride. Now, Figment must have had a much better manager or agent than a lot of the other Epcot robo-performers because he was somehow able to renegotiate and get recast in the redone redo of Journey and even managed to get top billing when it became the Journey into Imagination with Figment version of the ride. So, good for him. Oddly, the Energy Pavilion actually gained a character when a new Ellen animatronic was added for the 1996 redo called Ellen's Energy Crisis. Yeah, that's right. The attraction today is known as Ellen's Energy Adventure, but it started out with a different name. You can visit DisneyFans.com, that's my photo site, and check out pictures I took between 1996 and 1998, and you can see the original sign with that original name. Uh, but I digress. Again, we were talking about food rocks. Always cutting edge, the Disney um, empire seems to know that adding the word rocks to the end of a title would be a spiffy idea for years to come. Since then, we've had such stage shows as Spider-Man Rocks at Universal Studios Hollywood, Tarzan Rocks at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and of course, Climbing Rocks at uh, Tom Sawyer Island in the Magic Kingdom. Food Rocks had a queue area with a countdown timer showing how long it would be until the next concert, and you could walk around and read all kinds of brightly painted bits of trivia about food and health all up on the walls. There were various displays set up to educate you on the importance of eating right. Now, I grew up in the 1970s, and I remember having 4432 drilled into my head thanks to some educational TV show with a song. That was the combination of food types you were supposed to eat each day, four of this and three of that, I don't know, whatever it was. Anyway, I learned that it no longer applied when I visited Epcot. When did this happen? See, I found myself staring at a pyramid clear plexiglass pyramid with little sections containing pieces of fake food. I remember looking at a really tiny piece of chocolate, and a cast member started to explain to me that this was the food pyramid. And each thing in that pyramid display was how much you were allowed to have each day in a regular diet. And Wow, I, I had no idea. Then I started noticing that the little a pyramid diagram was actually showing up on all kinds of boxes of food that I had at home. So um, thanks, Walt, for both educating and entertaining. Unfortunately, this educational display is now in Yester Epcot, along with food rocks and those little boxes you could open to smell stuff inside. Well, today you're in luck, because thanks to the retro nature of the Park Hopping Podcast, we get to check out one last show of food rocks as performed in 1999. Now, while we wait, there's various bits of instrumental rock and roll classics playing in the queue area here, and... Eventually, we'll get to make our way into a nice theater and look at the nice lighting racks and all kinds of concerty looking things and a curtain. 
and we wait for the show to begin. Tea might be nice. Have a 
they want to hear that old stuff? Salad? Hey, hey, hey. Now don't knock five. It's nutritious. Nutritious? There's plenty of good foods out there. Plenty of stuff you can buy. But you gotta check out the rap. Chew before you chew, baby. Leave it to the rapper to explain everything. Serving for some lunch on a kitchen expedition. Watch your grapes in the microwave, but how about nutrition? A box of can of bag, a package on the table. Before you rip, have a bag or sip, check your conscience on the lamp. A list to fill you in, a formula for feeding. In plain sight, it's in black and white, it's fascinating beats. You got the information before you pull the cowboy to the back apart. You gotta play a smart, you gotta read the rapper. Just don't get it, do you? Listen, we'll tell you what. 
to the two with a great big bowl of fat things, Steven Junk. We love junk. Give us sugar and fat. We love junk. We got a problem with that. We love junk. I will be a disgrace when the junk
All right, there you have it. Rock on, veggies. That was Epcot Center's The Land Pavilion's Food Rocks attraction as it appeared in 1999. It's gone to Yester Epcot, replaced by Soren, and it'll never be there again, but it lives on through home videos and podcasts. So the next time you're there, be sure to take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again, just like Food Rocks. And on that note, I think that'll do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse over 29,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, including some of Food Rocks, as well as dozens of downloadable video files from the Disney parks, including the full video that goes along with the Food Rocks audio you heard on the show today. Remember to go buy AnotherCrappyPodcast.com and add yourself to the world map. And if you want to talk about some of your favorite Disney podcasts or even the Bar Copping Podcast, that's this one right here that you're listening to, drop by the Disney Podcast Network at DisneyPodcastNet.com and sign up for the message board. You can post comments about this and other episodes of the Bar Copping Podcast and get to know some of your other uh, fellow Disney podcasters. And if you want to drop me a note, my email address remains podcast at DisneyFans.com. And if you'd rather use a telephone, you can dial 206-2030-ACP. That's for another crappy podcast. Again, that's 206-2030-227. And leave me a voicemail. Comments and suggestions, highly appreciated. Donations, even more appreciated. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 37, Epcot Food Rocks. Thanks for listening. Another Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. This podcast is a member of the Disney Podcast Network, along with Beyond Main Street Video Podcasts with your hosts, Lou and Bob. The place to see all things Disney at beyondmainstreet.com. Bringing Disneyland Home, a video podcast for all Disneyland fans, can be found at oakfan.com. MiceCast. Opinionated. Provocative. PG-13. Disney Podcasts. At www.micecast.com. The Park Hopping Podcast. Audio ride-throughs and babbling. Lots of babbling. At anothercrappypodcast.com. Zippity-doo-pod. An interactive discussion of the ins and outs of Disney fandom. You can find us on iTunes or on the web at aaronspod.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-S-P-O-D dot com. 